welcome to the Six Figure Event Podcast. Here, we're going to get real about what it takes to host a profitable event, how to actually get sponsorships, and we'll dive into the world of virtual, hybrid, and live events in an ever-changing industry. Stay tuned for our episodes where we have exciting interviews with sponsors and people that have mastered their own virtual and hybrid events. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's get right into it. So today in the virtual and hybrid world, we're seeing a lot of trends. So the last year, of course, we've been pretty much virtual and hybrid. But when it comes to the future in 2022, we actually have some really new and interesting data that may or may help new and small business owners, existing business owners, make a decision for what to do. Because at the moment, the landscape is quite uncertain. Uh, we still have COVID happening in many different countries. We service many different clients all over the world. But for, let's say, U.S. and Canada at the moment, let's talk about those two countries. The trend is that the first half of Q1 for 2022 has actually started to see more of a hybrid approach. In January and February, we have a few clients in in the world. And so what we're looking at is more of a hybrid approach. We have a couple of clients that are hosting smaller, intimate events, so under 250 people throughout the U.S. and Canada. And we're looking at the hybrid so virtually people can attend. And it's really this approach to making extra money because hybrid, as you may have heard, has been dubbed extra money. You need two teams. You need more extra you need a virtual um, you know, engagement team, you need more AV, you need a platform. While that is true, while that is all true, you can still profit from a hybrid event. And I'm gonna tell you that in, in a quick second. But in terms of Q1, all of our clients are mostly looking at a hybrid approach. Now you've probably seen hybrid is the future. Does hybrid work for me? Does it cost more money? So I'm going to go through a couple of different ways that you can start your event strategy. So if you're new, if you have never hosted an event before, or if you've had a few virtual events, maybe they weren't profitable, thinking about a live event next year, let's go through a few strategies in exactly how to make profit from your virtual and hybrid events in 2022. As we move on to the later part of the year, Again, trends-wise, we've hosted thousands of events for many different professionals. Um, We're looking at more of a hybrid focus again, but we're actually complementing those with virtual events each quarter. So a few of our clients have added on the virtual setting. So let's say one virtual event in February, March, followed by a hybrid event late spring and another virtual event. So They're maximizing on engaging their audiences all throughout the year. You know, when we first started events, live events, you know, many, many years ago, we had the one annual event and it was the sole focus and sole priority of a lot of our clients. Now what we're seeing is we're engaging our 
customers. We're engaging the people that have come to the events all year round, which is great for stakeholders like sponsors, partners, collaborative efforts, and creating more of a community feel for 2022. Because now we can reach, like we said, a greater audience through hybrid, through virtual. But again, that's the the idea of engagement all year round really has to be amped up because we've seen these events. You've probably been here at an event before where it was boring. It was too much content. You didn't know anybody else. You dropped out. The engagement was low. So there's a huge emphasis on community and engagement, but taking it up three and four notches next year. You know, there are opportunities to also have, for instance, a lot of our event strategies include VIP roundtable discussions with all of our guests. We also have the opportunity to add in different elements of networking throughout the year, which could be a virtual setting. So we have all these options now at our fingertips to really create a comprehensive event strategy. So I'm going to tell you a story about one of our clients, brand new business owner. She owned a beauty type industry company, and she said, this is my first event. I would love to see where I can get started, how I can grow. So what we did was we created a 12-month plan for her starting in January to create a hybrid focus. So a small intimate because she had a really good community, local, you know, network of people. So we wanted to do a small intimate VIP setting of 50 or 50 or so people in January, February. Then we were going to bring everybody online once that momentum, once that kind of talk online, social, get your testimonials, get people really excited and really interested and have that next virtual event to play into the VIP kind of, like I said, exclusive event that she was going to create. And then we're going to focus on a large setting event. So after we've held a few flagship events, local, in-person, virtual, you can also add in a few webinars or workshops depending on your time and experience. And then hosting a very, very big event, let's say mid-April to mid-June. This is an amazing way to build up your audience, build up your network, your testimonials, community-facing opportunities for sponsors and partners, and really develop your event strategy for 2022. And then we're focusing more on virtual for the later part of the year where we're hosting smaller gatherings with specific industry um, topics. So for instance, we're going to focus on beauty for hair, for makeup, and other very semi-niched audiences. And then we're going to focus on a Christmas VIP get-together where it's an open shopping. So we'll have more partners involved. We'll have kind of a Christmas online shopping networking party. And so now this comprehensive event strategy for her year will set her up for success to not only make over 100000 in, in profits based on ticket pricing, collaborative efforts, sponsorships, but as well as some of her one-to-one private services, her upsells. 
She also has developed a course. So it all really plays very, very well into how she's going to approach 2022. And what may work for her may not work for you or may you want to step it up even further. Because she's a new business and a new brand, she wanted to take an approach that was a little bit more conservative and a little bit more budget friendly, if you will. So that is one idea for virtual versus hybrid in 2022. Another example of more established client that we have um, serviced for 2022 is we're doing a very, very large hybrid type of event in late May. And what we're doing here is we're building up the network, we're building up the partnerships, we're going out to market for sponsorships. And so my team has gone out, we have established you know, I think about $100,000 in sponsorships for this particular event. And we're utilizing those relationships and leveraging those sponsors to help fill the tickets. So we're using their networks. We're really focusing on that brand initiative and awareness with our partners. So going to their teams and going to their socials, doing some blog, doing some podcast episodes but as well as social media kind of takeover, if you will. And that is really heavily focused on brand initiatives for 2022 for their hybrid approach. And so you see the difference that not obviously all companies are going to be similar in what they want to offer, but the end goal, whatever your goal is, needs to be the first priority when establishing your event strategy. Now, let's look at the monetization of events and what makes sense for you as a business owner and where does money come from typically as we move into events, as we move into, is it through sponsors? Is it through ticketing? Is it through different avenues? And while there's no actual direct answer for that, there is three to four different buckets that I like to bring my absolute uh, clients, you know, potential VIP coaching clients through is the different opportunities and where you have the strongest point. So if you already have, let's say, services, coaching, courses, um, online products, we can take from the upsell bucket was what I call it. So upselling from your virtual event or from your hybrid or live event into one of those products and services. So a good example is about three years ago, we had a client, it was a live event. And she really wanted to, she had a goal. She's like, Alicia, I want to make lots of money at this event. She already had really well-established courses, products, coaching products, and high-end offers, very, very high-end offers. She ended up making 500000 at her event through coaching, through VIP days, and through her products and courses that she sold online. So that's bucket number one, is to look at your overall overarching kind of, you know, if you're offering anything, do you have products? Do you have low-end products? Do you have high-end products? Because typically in the coaching entrepreneur business, you're going to have that opportunity to sell those at the end of your event or, you know, during your event, during the promotions, after the event itself. And so setting, you know, yourself up for goals, realistic goals, you know, good, better, best. Those are the buckets that I use for my clients. So good, better, best goals. 
and setting them up in advance. You know, many, many clients and, and you know, people that I see just go into their event blind and they don't set goals. They, they just say, I just want to host an event. I'm just going to go for it. And that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm loving the energy. But at the end of the day, when you plan and when you strategize is when you are successful. Okay, because we can't go into an event blind, especially when there's a million different pieces of the puzzle happening here. Our second bucket, if you will, is more of the sponsorship partnership bucket for monetizing a hybrid or virtual event in 2022. And this could be many different avenues, but that's the main bucket. So we can focus on obviously obtaining sponsorships and partnerships. We can focus on building them up with affiliate marketing. We can, we can focus on leveraging their audiences for uh, VIP roundtables. We can focus on many different avenues with a partner or sponsor for your event. Um, the, again, the main one is to acquire sponsorship for your event that you're hosting. Um, but there's, again, many different things that you can do within that partnership. It could be product-based, um, you've probably seen in-kind or giveaways or product donation for your event, which is still really great or an exchange for services. So if you are hosting, a, let's say, a live event and you have a partner that you wanted to utilize for, let's say, the venue and the venue could give you X amount of dollars off or in exchange for free. So that could be an, an additional way to monetize because now your costs are a lot lower than you had budgeted for, and it could be a great long-term relationship. Now, with any event itself, we want to make sure that you are establishing long-term partnerships. Most of the sponsors that I have, actually not most, all of the sponsors that I have interviewed had said, Alicia, I love long-term partnerships where events, people, communities, come back year after year, or even, like I said, more of a holistic, more of a holistic strategy where we're integrating our sponsors and partners throughout the year and not forgetting about them, you know, six months out of the year and coming back to them for money six months later. So the holistic strategy, long-term partnerships. And the more that I say that long-term partnerships, the more it's like, well, Alicia, how do I develop that? And the answer is, you know, treat them like humans, right? Say happy holiday. Say happy birthday to your son. I send my sponsors Christmas cards and I send them little reminders or little videos that say, hey, I haven't forgotten about you. You're important to me. Because how are you going to treat somebody that gives you money, right? Every year, year after year, depending on the amount, you're going to treat them obviously like a human. And it was that one sponsorship podcast in particular that I really struck chord with. I was speaking at Event Tech Live a few weeks ago, and one of the audience members said, you know, that really hit home for me when you said sponsors are just people. <laughs> and we sometimes forget that they are just humans, right? And, and so the answer, again, is to really think about how you can develop that relationship long-term, month after month, year after year, one of my favorite sponsors, I'm going to give you a story before I go into the next bucket. One of my favorite sponsors, he's from Podia, um, and I know his son's birthday. We always have this really great 
relationship where we, I can say, hey, guess what? I have an event coming up for a client wondering if you'd able to sponsor. And he always writes back and he listens and I send Christmas cards. I sent him a little gift for his son's birth. And it's a really great, I've known him for about five, six years. Personally, I met him in person. And so that's a great way to establish, again, rapport, trust, and that long-term. Because if I bring him an event, he'll sit down and listen and say, this is a great fit. And most of the events, I would say 95% of the events I have brought forward to his direction have been sponsored. So bucket number one, we talked a little bit about trends early on in the room. And now we're talking about monetizing your virtual or hybrid event for next year and even live event if you don't have a virtual component. Number one is offering your upsell. So coaching services, products, anything that you have digitally or again, coaching wise, product wise, great way to add a lot of money to your events for 2022. Number two is your partnerships and sponsorships. So what does that look like? How can you establish your partners for 2022? And how can you put yourself in a position to really leverage them throughout the year? We're going to go through number three. And number three is going to be about ticket pricing. And so this one is very interesting. And it's very much a custom personalized concept. Now it has changed Again, very much so the virtual ticket price versus is it free? Is it not free? Should I charge? Should I not charge? I bet everyone in the audience has had that, you know, thought in mind. What should I do, Alicia? Should I charge? Should I not charge? So I'll give you some stats, which maybe you're, you know, crazy about because I love stats. Number-wise, virtual events have had more of a 50 to 70% show-up rate in the last three months versus last year, which actually was more closer to the 80 to 90% show-up rate. So we're seeing virtual event engagement and show-up rate especially going down. Now, those stats can be attached to a zero ticket price because there's no responsibility to show up if you sign up for something you did not pay for it, you're like, eh, you know what? I'm not going to go. Maybe I'll watch the replay. You probably never do. So my best strategy for a virtual event, if you're just starting off, if you've had virtual events in the past, whatever your situation is, you're actually charging a small amount of money, depending on the content, the experience, what you're offering. Some virtual events go for $500. Some virtual events go for $47. Some virtual events are $10. And so I highly suggest, depending again on what virtual event it is, if it's a webinar, right, we're not going to charge. But if it's a bigger event and we have a multi-day event, we want to charge something so that people will show up and take responsibility for that virtual event ticket that they signed up for, put in their details received all the email marketing, blocked it off in their calendar, and was able to actually show up with integrity. So we want to charge some sort of money, information, cash flow exchange so that they show up. And it could be, like I said, $1, could be $7, could be $47, could be $147. 
And whatever the incentivization is, so if there's specials, early bird specials, if there's buy one, get one, you have to communicate that clearly and effectively so that still people will show up. And there's a lot more prongs attached to the ticket pricing and how to get people to show up throughout the journey, but I'm not going to talk about that unless you have a specific question. So again, your ticket price can help to bring in funds, but most of my clients really rely on those that cash to cover expenses and budget. Some higher strategy events that we've done that are more community. So for instance, they had a virtual event at the end of the year to bring all their members together. They got a special member price, but it still costs them $4.97 because we are talking to high-level CEOs and execs and, and C-suite kind of um, opportunities where they're able to network, exchange business, et cetera, $4.97. Whereas another event could be a three-day event, content rent, you know, content speaker after speaker. Um, games, gamification, engagement could be more of a $100 kind of ticket, whereas a little bit lower um, price point. So whatever you decide, I strongly suggest having a price point attached to it. Look at how many tickets you're selling, right? If you have, if you, your goal is 100 people, if your goal is 500 people, what is the strategy? How much money will you make from your tickets? And look at your profit loss, you know, what are your margins? So that's your bucket number three. Now, if you are still in the room and you wanted to say, I wanna create my own strategy, Leisha. I don't, never done this before, or maybe I have done it. I'm not sure if I'm doing it correctly. I would love for you to download my free event strategy guide. Um, it is a workshop and it is, I think it's 30 pages of, mapping out your event strategy and how to do this effectively for 2022. Plus it comes with a free video bonus that you can watch along, pause, replay, whatever you'd like. So I'll put the link up here and, and I'd love to see you on the other side of that to really focus on your strategy, create a plan and see how much money you can make for 2022. So especially for your last bucket. So again, we looked at a few different buckets for making money at your events. We looked at your upsell. We looked at your sponsorships. We looked at ticket pricing, but we're going to look at the other category. And so the other category could be anything from pre-event sales. So let's say you have a coaching program or you have a product or service that made sense for you to add in a free Okay, so that could be an other free event ticket to your virtual or hybrid event for next year. That could also be a partnership where you gift 10 or you give it a bundle exchange for your product service or for a partnership. Um, it could also look like a, uh, so what we did for a client of ours was we looked at local business chapters and, and alliances and we were able to heavily discount and give them free tickets in exchange for collaboration, publicity, social media. And so that could also fall under other, where we have kind of a combo of, you know, buckets two and three, where it's a partnership with ticket sales. We could also look at affiliates. So that is also in the other category where you promote or they, sorry, affiliates promote the event on 
on um, behalf of you and they get a percentage of it. That could also fall under other. We could have many, many different other categories and buckets depending on your business, depending on your uh, clients and depending on your strategy for, for the next year. So let's focus on all of those different buckets in order to get the right strategy. Now, sometimes we'll focus just on one bucket. So we're going to heavily focus on the partners and sponsors. And we really set ourselves for success for 2022. Now, the timeline, because I get this question a lot. As a sponsorship expert, I get this a lot. How much time do I need in order to plan, in order to get sponsors, in order to be really, really effective in my partnerships and my event for next year? And if you're just starting out, you have no strategy and plan. You have nothing that will help you kind of further so you don't have a team. I recommend a minimum of six months in order for you to get your partnerships all in a row, to get your tech stack for your platform and for your virtual event, and in order for everything to kind of, you know, get um, all your ducks in a row. Now, if you've already had pre-established relationships, you've had pre-existing events in the past, you can definitely shorten that time frame to four to, four to six months. Um, so sometimes a lot of my clients will fall in the four-month category, um, especially if they've had events and they're remarketing and they're repurposing content. But you still have to really focus on the, you know, booking speakers, getting the tech, doing your tech checks, marketing, all that fun stuff. So there still needs to be some time. Now, that's not to say I did an event a few years ago myself uh, for my for my actual um, networking industry, and it took us three and a half weeks to put together, and I was able to bring in 750 people to my event in three and a half weeks. So there is <laughs> always the exception, and there's always different ways to do that and, and how to do that, um, but in, in a you know, best case scenario, like I said, you know, give yourself a minimum of that three to four month time frame. And depending on if it's a hybrid event, give yourself even more time. You know, we're planning a couple of our client portfolios for next June and next October. And that gives us a 12 to 18 month lead time for our sponsors and, and partnership development. And then we're starting our an event um, organization management, project management about six months before the actual event. I'll send you the event strategy. I would love for you to work on it in the next few weeks. Tag me on Instagram, I'm at Eventistry by Alicia. Tell me what you're doing and how your strategy is coming along for 2022. And what model are you focusing on for virtual, hybrid? What makes sense for you? And did I sway you to what direction? Have you thought about planning? And what kind of money bucket are you looking at? Ticketing, upsells, products and services, or the other bucket? So click my Instagram, give me a quick follow, and really see how your event strategy will come together for 2022. I really hope you enjoyed the room. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Cheers, everyone. You are a rock star for listening to today's episode, and I want to hear from you. Head on over to Instagram 
at eventistry by Alicia. Give me a quick follow and then slide into my DMs. God, I hate that term, (laughs) but I'm going to say it anyway. Slide into my DMs and let me know what was the worst virtual event that you've ever been to. I'm going to do a next episode on this. Thank you.